Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Gay to Z. Or Z. Um, podcast. We are a podcast, Kiva. Yes. And. Um, <laughs> um, fuck what now, Simon? I'm uh, Simon. You're Kiva. Um, we're going through the alphabet one letter at a time, um, looking at yes. all things big and queer. Not, well, small, queer, all sizes and queer, really. Um, and Everything's fun, fresh, and fruity. If you yeah, will. yeah, that's that's the branding. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we we um we are on letter p p p p p. Um, yep. and we are joined by someone whose letter who's, who doesn't have a p in their name at all, their first name anyway. Um, is <laughs> you'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I already <laughs> fucked up. We established one rule, and I fucked it up within like three seconds. I mean, clues. Um. <laughs> Hi, we're with the lovely Rachel, who is also goes by as it. I can't pronounce the name of the thing. Amartya, or is that right? Amartensha reads. Amartensha reads. Yeah, um, yes. don't worry. Hi. No one knows how to pronounce it, including me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, hello, Rachel. Hello. Hello. Sorry, you like froze <laughs> for a second, and I was oh, like, God. "Oh, lovely! This is an amazing start." Oh. <laughs> So no, you, was like, you built that up anticipation it was very like ooh. oh holding on to the p and anticipation we said oh <gasps> a little bit of a little bit of rocky a little bit of rocky oh my gosh that's actually mm, that's what we should have done just the p and anticipation <laughs> <laughs> sorry um i'm in a silly goofy bit oh my god ooh, silly goofy boy um so rachel who are you where do you come from <laughs> Where do you come from? Where do you go? Where do you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Well, my name is not Cotton Eye Joe. My name is Rachel. Love um, I don't know how to talk about myself because I said sweet and shy. No, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I am also from lovely, tiny, little, awful Northern Ireland. How cute Ooh. of us. Amazing. We love that for us. Um, and... I make silly little book videos and silly little yeah. bookish content, which is why we're all here today. Love it. Yeah. 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 So do you want to tell us a little bit about um what kind of videos you make? Um, well, I am on the side of YouTube that we lovingly call BookTube. It is for yeah. everyone who loves everything fun, funky, fresh, and fruity, but predominantly booky, which is very <laughs> nice and fun. Mm-hmm. And I just make silly little videos about the silly little books I read, which more often than not result in me actually lying on my floor and wondering what I have just read and why I have read it. But also sometimes I'm loving life. Uh, so those are the fun tidbits that are in between. Also, and I to just... be fair, you have like yeah. such an aesthetic, like, is it bookstagram? Like, oh my... you... oh? like. Rachel Hello. does like full photo shoots with her books. Oh and my god! Some of them are so iconic. Like <laughs> there is like ones which are like I don't know how you take them, but you can like your feet are like upside down in them, but there's like books floating oh, yeah. in them. Um, oh, I'm kind of homie, obsessed. There are layers. There are levels. We get the tripod out. We get the self timer. We have my little timer button. It requires oh me god. literally 
lying on my floor with like literally halfway doing handstands. Oh my god, she's a professional. She's a professional. um, I guess since we're on the topic of books, do you have any like queer reading recommendations? Oh my God, I have so many. Hello, thank you. This is the moment that I have been waiting for. This is the moment that my entire life has been building up. (laughs) Amazing. If you would like something that, okay, well, my favorite book just ever uh, that I read, I think in 2018, maybe 2017, uh, is... A Little Life by Hanya Yanahara. Um, not a book to go into if you are in any way an emotional person and have a soul because it will crush you. <laughs> so we're going to put a pen in that okay. because that is a deeply traumatic book that my little soul was broken into smithereens by. Oh. And yet here I am, funky, fresh and thriving because of it. But that is not the case for everyone. So we'll put a pen in that. There is a book called We Are Okay by Nina LaCour and it literally ignited my soul with like a newfound like reason for loving life. Mm. It is short, sweet, beautiful. It is like the prose is so lyrical and amazing. Our like protagonist in it, I think, oh girly, is her name Marin? No, it is not. Me. This is my favorite book. Also me. <laughs> Homie, what is your name? Anyway, our protagonist is a lesbian. However, that's not like a big deal. It's not like the focal point of her life. Yes. It is a really like heartwarming and like soul-destroyingly beautiful story of just someone who is lost in life, kind of trying to find themselves. And I recommend it to everyone. Basically anything Nina LaCour has touched with her beautiful magical hands and brain, I recommend because everything she writes, just like it, like I'm like a dog being scratched behind the ear by her words. It like sends me to another plane <laughs> oh, of existence. Love that. Yeah, genuinely I love that. That makes perfect. me so, that, that sounds beautiful. perfect. It is my dirt. It really is. Also, oh, if uh, you're a fan of graphic novels, Heartstopper by Alice Osman. Pure joy. Pure joy. About I, two teenage boys in school falling in love. Joy. Amazing. amazing. I've, I've read a little bit of Heartstopper. And was it partially because one of the protagonists was Ginger? It was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. Anything for my Ginger Hall of Fame. Anything. It, oh my gosh, literally. I can't even remember what the name of Rugby Boy who's Ginger and it's called. But is it they play rugby in Heartstopper, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He is, his name is Nick. He's like a blondie ginger and he is an angel. He is yeah. just the embodiment of a big, soft, cuddly rugby boy. And yeah, he he's him. like golden retriever boyfriend energy to like a team. Literally golden retriever boyfriend. Um, Aw, perfect. God bless. I actually Love need to, I haven't that. finished Heart, Heart, Heart Stopper, Heartbreaker, Heart Stopper. Heart Stopper. Heart Stopper. That will also go. I already wrote down We Are Okay, but I'm going to write that down as well. Yeah. Well, actually, me and my library are sitting here and we are taking out loans. We are taking oh my gosh. When I return my late <laughs> books um, of Paper Girls, can I like take out hard stuff? And then lend we'll them to me after. And then, yeah. 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 yeah and then Love we'll get Rachel back for each episode next season. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast has, in fact, turned into a book club. Amazing. Yeah. I love I'm that. here for it. Yeah. I'm in like random other news. I finished a queer book this week. 
Um, but it's a queer book that I feel like everyone and their mom on like TikTok just talks about. I finished Song of Achilles. Woo! Oh, Um, very nice. Isn't that Madeline Miller? Yes. Yes, it is because she has another book, right, called Cersei. Cersei. Yeah. Personally, I really. Oh, I'm. Well, I Mm. I basically like downloaded Cersei after because I listened to books on Audible because. I, I move around a lot and it's okay. easier for me to like listen than like sit down with a book and then lose concentration, you know? Um, says someone who's we an ex English student. In <laughs> yeah, bi- big audiobook fan. We also um, love ex English students loving audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, I actually feel like I should contextualize this. Rachel and I are friends. <laughs> oh my God, um, yeah. We know each other from um, the war zone that was um, Build a Bear Belfast back in the day. Oh um oh we are God. yeah yes, we're, we we're literally that's how we met we were bear building buddies um Cute. love that so you guys didn't study together no where did you you're study now- english rachel Re- rachel's final year i'm pretty sure right oh you're still yes. studying so currently. Simon, yeah simon and i did the same course in queens so right. i am currently finishing um my final year of doing english with creative writing but I think Simon graduated the year that I started. Whenever we were in work together, Simon used to lovingly say that I am like the younger version of him. Uh-huh. And very fitting for this episode, he wrote me a birthday card for my 18th that was basically like things he wished he knew at 18 Aww. to give to me because I am his younger self. And it is now on my wall behind me. That's so oh my cute. Gosh. I kind of forgot so about you that. Get emotional. <laughs> not like a, not like a. Oop, Aww, oop. I wasn't expecting really that. Cute. Um. So yeah, d- just to contextualize, Rachel and I are friends. <laughs> oh my god, um, shocking. See, one other thing I really wanted to quickly ask you, Rachel, and if you don't want to promote this, we'll just cut it out. Do you still do candles? Yes, yes, I do. I make Love candles. I hand make little soy wax candles, and I sell them because. I like candles a lot. <laughs> so fair. Where do you sell them? On through Instagram, is it? Or do you have yes, a little Instagram? Cute, cute, cute. So my Instagram and um, there's also a Facebook account. They are under Kindred and Kindling, which I just thought was a That's funky, fresh, cute. and fruity little name yep, to have for a brand. That. Also shortened to K and K because very cute. Uh, but yes. yes, I make and sell candles. Why, Simon? Do you have any candle-related questions for me? Ooh, ooh, Let's he's holding one up. Oh, love that! Yeah, have... visual moment. Another visual gag. I have a toasted tangerine. <laughs> very good at one. Ooh, well, that ooh. sounds really nice. Yeah. Mm, yummy. Still smells very nice. They are they are lovely. They are very good candles. I just wanted to I'll like sort of gradually promo them because um, <laughs> they are very lovely candles, um, and I very much enjoy them. I, um. Cool. Love it. Kiva, any other questions for Rachel? Um, how are you enjoying your degree? Um, that hurts me. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's fun. Um, unlike Simon, since I am doing creative writing, I did not go down the very fruity and fun uh, playwriting route. I instead I'm doing my dissertation in poetry um, because I hit myself. So I'm <laughs> lovely. Lovely. To be fair, as you can imagine, like, 
No, I mean, it'd just wounded. be like being like big Rachel Stan, but uh, I've read some some poems. I think I read your like second year submissions and like very, very good. Very, very fun. Ooh. Very much recommend Aww. any rich <laughs> poetry you can get your hands on. I think I feel like you have one published thing, oh, right? Cut like that out. Oh, what happened? God damn, so you said you said return it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I actually, do you know what? Like, I, Rachel, you you probably know this because you were on the live. I like almost dox Kiva all the time as well. Yeah. Um, I'm no good with it's private kind of information. Hilarious. Like, God bless if we ever do a live show. It's very on brand for you. Right? I'm just very clumsy. But I have a good heart. <laughs> Simon also said Golden Retriever Boyfriend vibes. <laughs> I'll take clumsy that. Very, yeah. Um, right. Well, I have one last question for Rachel before we move onward, which is, why Paper Girls? Why, did, why was that the thing you wanted to talk to us about? Talk with us about, not to us about. Honestly, I, there are layers to this. I, when I read Paper Girls, it was very much like a, like a really random decision for me. I was scrolling on my feed one day on my funky fresh little Instagram. And this was solidly like two years ago. And I saw someone posting about Paper Girls. And I swear I have never seen person talk about it since of my mutuals but I had saved the post because I thought to myself that looks so funky but I had no idea what it was about like and I mean no idea I then proceeded to buy the first two still not knowing what it was about I read the title and I was like paper girls I was like paper delivery I was like this is going to be a fun little coming of age little you know, set in the 50s moment of just these girls exploring their friendship. Girlie, that is not the case. Like it <laughs> is, but however, there is so much more. I read the first two within like like one, I read them in one setting in one evening, set down the second volume and went, oh shit. <laughs> and then proceeded to order the next four. Mm. And then I read them all. And I was obsessed and I... At the time, I got my now ex-girlfriend to read them. She literally sat beside me as I took a nap because that is my brand. Mm. And she read them all. Yeah. And like while I was asleep in one sitting and like woke me up when she had finished. And she was like, What do you mean that's the end? And I was like, <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> and then I got my friends Megan and Jasmine to read them, who are very cute and dating. We love them. And big shout out. Aww. They're adorable. And then I said to Simon, and I just have said to so many people in my life that they need to read Paper Girls because I don't know why, but just something about it yeah. hit different for me. Yeah. Because it was just so out of left field. Like you can't summarize it. You just need to experience it. Yes. So yeah. Very, very fair. Cool. Love that. So this week we we just alluded to it, but we were um, reading the is it graphic novel series? Would that be the right word? Yeah, um, I don't know. Some people could probably consider it a comic because it was released uh, in such like short little installments. Whereas the ones that we all read of them, I bought the six volume like bind ups, uh, ah. but they're normally like in smaller 
kind of uh, little additions. So I think they're oh, more okay. comics. Interesting. I know. Actually, I just... um... oh, we all talked at once. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you... I... <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> I was going to ask, yeah, is that the difference? I think me and Simon were wondering this before, like, is that the difference between like a comic book and a graphic novel? And I thought that it was just like a graphic novel is like bigger and more graphic? Or is that just, is that not relevant? I think the difference would be um, a graphic novel is like a contained, uh, like, kind of story in and of itself where it's very much kind of follows the plot uh not the plot but the structure and the layout of like a novel would so Mm -hmm. it's like a self-contained piece of work um which just so happens to be illustrated whereas like a comic like it's very much something that comes out in installments and you would read a series that wouldn't get like a single comic which is like everything like the whole story contained uh, whereas you get that with graphic novels. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Thank you. However, that's just me, like assuming from my limited knowledge of said formats. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're the you're, you're, the, pro- is, you're the professional here. Yeah, our knowledge will be Ooh. a lot more limited than you, so I'm going to trust your <laughs> knowledge. So this week we um read the comic series uh, Paper Girls by Brian K. Vaughan and illustrated by Cliff Chang. Um, And yeah, it was like, I guess the best way to describe it is that like a sci-fi space mystery. It's like a time travel adventure. Star Wars. Yeah, that was so much better piece than me. (laughs) Doctor Who, Star Wars, iconic. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Yeah. So this is like- People like to- um, related to Stranger Things as well. A lot of people say mm. people who like Stranger Things would like uh, Paper Girls and vice versa. And yes, as someone who only that. ever watched half the first season, I say it. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. I haven't seen um, Stranger Things, but I have seen Doctor Who, so that is as close as I get to the time travel <laughs> thing. <laughs> and I've watched The Time Machine as a throwback. Um, oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> But anyway, that's not what we looked at. Um, we looked at Paper Girls. Um, so I think yeah. probably th- the best thing to do, and this will be tricky because there were 30 issues of Paper Girls and we read a like condensed, not condensed, like a, comp- we read like six compilations, I guess. Which- yeah. 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 Um, so there's like a lot that happens in Paper Girls, but should we do like a quick overview of what the general plot is? Yeah. And the wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff that goes on. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do we even how do we be? <laughs> okay. Rachel, do you want let's, to get away? Let's, let's try it like this. So basically the series kicks off with our protagonist, Aaron, moving into this small town called Stone is it Stony? Stony something? Stony Dream? Stony Stream, yes. Yeah. So Erin, her little sister, and her parents in the year 1958, I believe it is. 1988. That, that, that year. Why did I forget that? I said okay. no brand. I literally read them all today, so that's why it's in my wrist. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, why am I doing this then? <laughs> but yeah, basically, 
she uh, has recently moved and she decides that she wants to be a paper delivery girl because as it turns out in this town, girls can deliver newspapers, which is kind of a weird thing. Yeah, plot, which is plot. But it's kind of a weird thing because in most towns at the time, that's normally a boy's job. And Erin, through doing this, ends up meeting three other girls who are all her age. They're all 12. She meets Mac, who is tiny and iconic, but also full of rage and mm-hmm. anger and chain folks, because yep. that's the base. As a 12-year-old. She meets, yep. She meets Tiffany, who is incredibly smart and absolutely obsessed with gaming and everything like up and coming technology wise, who always carries about these cool little walkie talkies. And she meets KJ, who goes to an all girls school, is Jewish and carries about a hockey stick because she said icon. And then (laughs) time happens. And when I say time, I don't mean passing. I mean, travel. And a whole lot of weird stuff happens, but yeah. it's fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, I think it had that, like, especially the way it was, like, I think they call them, like, phases or, like, chapters or something, Um, like, the people yeah. who actually wrote it. But, like, the way the, like, bind-ups that we read them, it very much felt like Doctor Who, where they were all kind of, like, self-contained episodes that led to a bigger story overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would that be fair to As say? As these like, girls were just thrown about in space and time quite literally as they're kind of running around almost and like it's kind of like almost video game like they're doing a bunch of side quests that kind of all lead to this ultimate end goal yeah yeah very that um but it was very fun um and like Mm -hmm. i feel like i need to get this off the bat straight away it was so beautiful like image wise like it just looked so nice like that's actually the thing I like I loved the story and stuff but the thing I was obsessed with was like how cool the artwork the art was yeah yeah and, like all Definitely. the little like the separator pages mm-hmm. oh, gorgeous absolute big fan yeah um cool well what were so like for, for me um this is my first time I guess like I've tr- so I've tried to read a little bit of the Walking Dead comics before and I've read like a couple of them and then I've also read a couple of the like Scott Pilgrim comics I think they're comics they might be a graphic novel series who knows at this point um but that's um, kind of like I think all... Scott Pilgrim's comics as well cool maybe oh don't trust me on that I feel like people are very have big opinions on that and I am a small person who would not stand up in a fight against nerds well, you know what? <laughs> Fuck the nerds who are gonna shout it out. <laughs> all I, so what, I'm try- what I'm trying to say through this is basically that like I haven't really engaged with that much comic content and like I've never really been like into like the Marvel world or the DC world or anything like that, who are kind of the two arguably biggest comic people, I guess, in the world. Um so this was like a really cool like mm-hmm. new experience for me, um, which yeah. sort of made it like a nice little adventure and I quite liked how quick it and easy it was to read yes i enjoyed that too as someone who's very slow at reading i was like mm-hmm. wow it's great i'm flying through these <laughs> completely like they're easily For something read. with mm-hmm. such a complicated like storyline mm-hmm. that i feel like is like the big drawing and the reason why i recommend paper girls to so many people because for how weird it is and how 
inexplainable it is, it's so easy to just read. Yeah. Like you yeah. just get it yes. somehow, but afterwards you have no idea how to explain it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very much how I'm feeling right now. Cause I'm like, fuck, how do you even like because there is so much that happens and because it like starts off with these things happening that you're like, what the fuck is happening? But as it goes on, like, you know, pieces start to go together and, and make sense and everything. Um it's like, yeah, it's hard to explain, but but when you're reading it, like I just think it's done in a way that doesn't feel really like convoluted when you're reading it or it doesn't it doesn't like it's quite easy to follow even though it's complicated if that makes sense like I just think it's done really well and completely (laughs) I wonder if that's partly because it was like obviously 30 issues it's like each of them is like a small little nice self-contained narrative even if it's just like a scene um and therefore it's like really digestible very quickly because it's like yeah I guess like a lot of time was probably put in. I don't know if they released weekly. It does actually say in the wiki, so I could tell you. Um, but yeah, it was just very, um, yeah, that, that, mm, no, that isn't weekly. That's, oh, that is like sporadically is when it was released once a month. Maybe? Yeah. Is there yeah, what I mean? yeah it, there were quite uh, decently like long gaps between uh, each like update of it. So it actually, I just looked here and it began publishing in 2015 and ended in 2019. Yeah. Interesting. That's something that I'm really just aware of. That's interesting because you know the way they like go to 2016 in it. So by the time it got to that Mm -hmm. stage, was it 2016? Oh my goodness, that is such a good win. And then like, later to... on, it must have been after that because like there's things that they wouldn't have known in 2015. Do you know what I mean? Uh, at the time of writing it. Yeah. So the only, the three, so they started in October 2015. Um, oh, okay, so it was later, yeah. And they only, they only published three issues before we got into 2016. So I imagine whenever they got there, that was probably present day. Because um, a yeah, time okay. travel show loves a present day moment. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, when I was reading it, I was thinking, like, oh, this must have been released in 2016 or whatever, or slightly after or something, and they're being like, this was the beginning of the bad times or whatever. Um. Um, (laughs) Can I ask, what were your guys, like, initial thoughts? Like, did you have a good time? Were you like, whoa, I've never done comics before, and this is intimidating? Like, what was the vibes? What did you guys both think of it? Um, Who wants to go first? Do you want me to say? Uh, well, I but, I could. Uh, I don't know. You carry on. <laughs> I love how we said delay. We said pause. Yes, we said zoom. No. <laughs> no, take it away, because you obviously literally have the freshest like um, notions and thoughts on it. Because, like you said, you just finished reading it. So, what yeah. were your thoughts? Um. So, to answer your your question about like me reading comics or whatever Simon um I I I've dabbled in comics before but I've never like completed a series or anything um like my dad is a big comic book nerd so he's 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 like gotten me different comics before to like try get me into it and I have enjoyed them but I've just like not continued with them kind of thing so um I've never like actually sat and read a whole series like that 
but I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that the girls were really well written. Like if I hadn't, like if I had to guess, I would never have guessed that it was written by or created by a bunch of dudes. Um, so when I yeah, there's one particular. There's one scene in particular that, like, really in hindsight, thinking about it, I'm like, oh, a bunch of guys wrote that. That's actually quite funny. Um, which is the scene when KJ gets her period. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think thought you were going to say that. Yeah. Time. Yeah, when they're in like the literally like 900 BC. Yes. <laughs> or yes. something insane like that. And Mac is like, what? 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 And she's like freaking out. And she's like, what do I do? Like, is there like, am I meant to do something? And KJ's like, it, it's a period. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm f- I'm not dying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that as well. That's that's the thing I think I liked the most about the series was that it very much I actually I have a quote. Look at me doing my research. Um Ooh. no, what was his name? I believe Chris Vaughan said this, and I apologize if it wasn't him and it was someone else, but basically one of the creators um said that like he wanted it to basically be a story just about like four girls who were like so like they were busy with their time travel shit and that like the main focus was just on it was like four girls being girls like doing stuff that 12 year olds do and not playing into that like itty stereotype yeah of like mm. we they have to find they they fancy the boys and drink yeah. milkshakes and stuff like that and the quote i have is that he said like mm-hmm. basically he wanted protagonists who didn't give a shit about members of the opposite sex <laughs> um love that which ah. <laughs> yeah yeah true <laughs> which two of them really succeeded in <laughs> but we will um, get on to that <laughs> we will yeah, get on to that great, actually because they never like you know they they never like go and find some some guy that like helps them do what they need to do like the the only people that help them throughout really are other women yeah so who yeah, are and- a lot of the times quite literally themselves themselves their (laughs) future selves are the ones that solve all the issues for them because they said iconic women also i'm not sure but isn't every cover women as well yeah yeah which is also iconic even like um grandfather's love interest gets on there for a wee bit um yeah for context which i guess we maybe should have mentioned the the girls kind of get caught in the middle of a time war um Mm -hmm. Between yeah. like old timers and new timers, and the yes. old timers leader so is called grandfather. Like, yeah. So basically, the old timers are the generation that discovered time travel. Mm-hmm. So they are very strict about the rules of time travel. You can't go and meddle in your own future. You can't go and like meddle in the past. You can discover things, but you can't change kind of the aspects of what has happened and what will happen because they don't want to mess up the whole timeline of the world. But then there are like the teenagers, um, which are the newest generation that <laughs> have grown up around time travel and basically decide, fuck this shit. I'ma have fun. Mm-hmm. And they kind of meddle in things. And basically a whole time war happens because of that. And these four girls from the 80s somehow get caught in the middle of a time war and have no idea what is going on. 
Yeah. It, yeah, it's also interesting, like, the, the kind of, like, young versus old thing that goes on through it, because it's, like, the the young people of the future, like, the teenagers or whatever, believe that you should be able to go back and try and change things in the past to help the people of that present time or whatever, like, that each generation should um, be, like, uh-huh. able to live the be- live their best lives, basically. Um <clears throat> But then the old timers are more like conservative and and you know th- think that you shouldn't change things and blah blah blah. And then like spoiler, but whenever they like when Tiffany meets the like cl- grown up clone ladies and like her older self in that like paradise futury thing, and then she kind of realizes, oh wait, you guys are just just like the other no, old the, timers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what like yeah. not wanting to meddle, blah blah blah, and she's kind of like, oh, all old people are the same, and there's all these different like little comments about like everybody over thirty is ageism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like m- maybe <laughs> ageism in a way that's trying to like be like, oh, the young people are where it's at, like they're the ones that are trying to <laughs> change the world and blah blah blah. I don't know. I felt a wee bit like commenting on. I felt like there was a really interesting narrative in terms of like how so like the young people were trying to protect the generations that came after like sorry before them but obviously Mm -hmm. like young people now are trying to protect the generations that are going to come after them because that's the whole like climate crisis and stuff like that as well and I just thought that was like a neat like reverse way of doing it um yeah yeah but yeah like they're yeah yeah that's true um but then i think they did like the jude guy or something maybe did make a comment about the 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 future teen teenager people they're trying trying to do these things to all also help like future generations or whatever so like the that it was very much like every generation should be you know having a good time or whatever should have the best kind of mm-hmm. present that they they can have or whatever if, if it's possible to give them that kind of thing so yeah obviously a lot of like political themes going on throughout like with all the like uh presidential can, what do you call that like campaign people candidates that's the word um from different times and and making them being like oh the, this is when the problem the problem time or whatever began like blah 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 all this different stuff about history and politics and blah 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 so yeah lots of interesting themes throughout totally <laughs> um shall we move on because we are called gay to z podcast to talk about maybe yeah. why we're reviewing this comic series which is that there are queer characters really yes. throughout like the whole thing um yeah. and it yeah. is not just like oh we've made two of our like central characters queer like there is a lot of queer side characters and I took photos um which I can put on our Instagram at some point of like all the different panels where like little queer things happen yeah, yeah. um and there are a Such lot as I feel like we should probably talk about um before we ended up getting into the whole surprising bit of the plot about two of our central characters being a little fun, fresh and fruity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, so obviously this uh, series begins in the 80s. 
Uh, it's set in the 80s, as you can imagine. These are four 12-year-old girls. Their exposure to anything and everything queer uh, is practically non-existent. Also, an interesting point to note is all four of the characters are kind of coming from minorities. So Erin is Asian, our character Tiffany is African-American, and then KJ is Jewish, and Mac is Irish Catholic, um, Irish Catholic American, too. Mm. I'm like we all have lots well. of feelings on this. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so these girls have no understanding of anything queer, and suddenly, not only are they thrown into this world where time travel is a thing, um, the two main people they meet who kind of tell them about time travel and everything is Heck and Naldo. And Heck and Naldo are two teenage time travelers from the future who also happen to be boyfriends, uh, which yeah. is a little random side note about them that it was very cute. It was like I know. such a throwaway line as well. And I was like, oh. Yeah. He's just like, yep, my boyfriend. And we're like, oh, throw away, throw away. He didn't even, it's it's no biggie. It's just, yeah, it's, just yeah. it's like the future. They don't care. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the young girls are kind of like, what? Ew. Blah, blah, blah. They're just like, oh yeah, I yeah. forgot you're from a like fucking crap time or whatever. Yeah. Like get over Especially it. Especially the character of Mac. Yes. Mac is quite a vicious little homophobe to begin mm-hmm. with. A uh, product of her time, if you will, which becomes interesting as the series progresses and we find out a little bit more about her and KJ, which yes. is why Paper Girls is being discussed <laughs> today. Yes. yes. So we have like two protagonists, and basically what happens is KJ touches some like cube thing that like gives her a glimpse into the future. Um, and in it, she sees her kissing a girl. What? Yeah. Ew. But not just any girl. Oh my gosh, it's <gasps> it her ginger Mac. best friend. Yeah. Um, so ginger yeah, Hall of Fame. Kissing Mac and then has to go through like that like weird self-hatred thing all at once, I guess. Yeah. Of like, oh my gosh, I was kissing a girl. What does that mean? Uh um uh uh, and then you know, kind of very quickly as well I kind of thought was like well I guess that means I'm a lesbian and like it was like okay that's my life now like <laughs> I, said, I, find I'm that, 12. I find that very like kind of abrupt or something she's just like yeah it's 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 been foretold like there you go kind of thing it's been foretold I am a 12 year old stuck in 980 trying to get back to my little life in the 80s I can't find my hockey stick and apparently I'm a lesbian great yeah, yeah. time traveling making you gay it's more likely than you think <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so yeah after some reluctance from still homophobic Mac a little romance starts to blossom between mm-hmm. a little a little something something a little something, something very wholesome and like yeah. cute as Sweet, well because yeah. bearing in mind they are 12. Yeah, 12 yeah appropriate for yeah it's like it's like a level of romance that's appropriate for two 12 year olds yeah 
totally. Yeah. Can I ask like a Thank theoretical you. question before we go on to properly discuss like the KJ Mac relationship? If okay. you a twelve year old, if you at twelve years old had a prophecy like which you knew was going to come <laughs> true, where you saw yourself kissing someone of the same sex, would you have freaked out? Because I feel like I would have freaked out a lot. Yeah, no, at that age, yeah. <laughs> I love Rich's like, no, I was confident in my sexuality from the second I got out of the womb. Yeah, that, I was in my... Rachel literally said, always known. <laughs> yeah, I think at that age I was in my... I mean, like, gay guys are cute, but, like, there's something a little bit gross about lesbians, please. Oh, my God. like, internalized homophobia. I, I was Together definitely in the gay is a sin stage of my life. Yeah. Still. Oh. <laughs> Don't know, but maybe I was. I probably oh, was. I, had I don't very- know where I was at 12. Oh, oh, I had a very different experience. I like I was I was a little liberal child. I was like, I love Jesus, but I also love girls. <laughs> so no, I, can't, I, I growing up was very aware of the fact that I liked boys and I liked girls. Oh, I'm a big queer. But I'm a big all the queers. Forgot to say that at the beginning, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and I never thought it was like weird or anything. I knew mm. uh, later in my primary school years that that was a bit odd, but I didn't really care. Um, especially like if we're talking about like the theoretical like being twelve thing, mm. I would have been just starting secondary school, and I knew at that point in my life, and I was very fine with it. I feel like I would have just been like, oh, yeah. I was like, why are you prophesizing this to me, homie? I already know. Mm-hmm. Love that <laughs> I was you. like, that's just a fact. Yeah, okay. I love that for you as well. <laughs> we love to see it. Yeah. Uh, it's just so nice to see. Like, I love, like, positive, like, queer experiences, especially yeah. coming from, like, Belfast and Northern Ireland, because I feel mm-hmm. like they're sometimes lesser heard of. <laughs> big time yeah so <laughs> big thumb up for that um sick well shall we get on to discussing mac and kj as a as we say kind of like age-appropriate couple which is very nice yeah very yeah. wholesome vibes um yeah like they I kind actually, of sorry keeves i still I'm just gonna say that they they like before they realize any kind of romantic things like they there's like a, a bit of a closeness or like some kind of little like something something between them that you can kind of tell for a while what were you gonna say sorry yeah like of the friends you can like tell that they are close yeah 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 I was gonna say I actually quite liked the realism of the homophobia because I feel like and also I, (laughs) I feel like that was a really strong thing about the series overall they didn't shy away from like racism and stuff like that as well or like not even racism but just the language that 12 year olds use so like they used like very inappropriate sort of slurs for people with learning disabilities and stuff like that as like throwaway (laughs) language to call their friends and like whenever they first experience like homosexuality they're like that's disgusting um and like I I I just appreciate that that's like very much a real world for a lot of 12 year olds and I liked that it was depicted as that as opposed to like a kind of like fantasy that this will all be fine from the start um it kind of made the payoff of like when they did get together and like accepted that they liked each other like a lot more satisfying yeah for sure um so yeah I yeah I agree basically I really liked them as a couple 
They call some vibes. They were very wholesome. Totally. <laughs> the question is, I Simon, am... you go first. What are we going to say? Oh, I was going to say I'm a big KJ stan. Mm-hmm. We were going to ask, oh, is, yeah. Mac, is Mac standable enough to go into the Ginger Hall of Fame? That's exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> and you know what? At the start of the comics, I would have said no. But now, like me, like having like got her whole arc and stuff like that, I would definitely say I feel like yeah, she deserves a spot. Yeah, I think she's earned, she's earned her place for sure. Yeah, she she went on her pilgrimage, to... and we yeah. support anyone who goes on that pilgrimage and comes out this other side a better person. You know. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Mac and her journey, I want to make an, a little a little side comment um, about. So obviously, this has been riddled with spoilers. We love um, yeah, yeah, and we're, we're a big old spoiler podcast. Don't worry. Whenever I had originally read Paper Girls, I decided that at some point, fingers crossed, I will still do this. I wanted to make a video essay about Paper Girls and the lesbian death trope because, as we find out uh, within the series, mm. Matt character ends up getting cancer and she dies before she reaches the age of 15 yeah um and that is something that a 12 year old finds out and has to kind of struggle with the realization of but you then later find out as the series progresses that it isn't actually cancer she gets she gets a very very specific illness that only time travelers uh can get which kills Mm. her um before she really ever gets to kind of live a life for herself. Yeah. And I find it very interesting that a queer character dies of a very, very niche disease that has no cure mm. within this series. I feel like that hit a nail yeah. on the head slightly. The as well, like... Now on to... Or like start yeah. of the nineties is yeah when she's meant to die and it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's so true actually. Can I ask one very quick thing before we start this discussion? What like what could you just describe for like viewers' purpose and stuff as well as Simon's purpose? Like what is the lesbian death trope? Um, and- oh, I'm so happy you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those of you that don't know, there was a big kind of like surge from 1890 was really popular in the 1920s to 40s and then kind of faded out by the 60s there was a rise in what is known as pulp fiction so pulp fiction was basically a little little term used for the surge of really cheaply bought cheaply printed and cheaply made books so these books uh were called pulp fiction because they were made out of wood pulp Uh, So they were very cheap to print and often meant that a lot of small authors got to print their books, publish them, get them out there. And because of this rise in printing and it was so much like less selective, so to say, there was a big boom in kind of more niche categories. And one genre that really rose was LGBT fiction. However, in America at the time, Mm -hmm. in order for a novel to be published that had LGBT characters, specifically a lesbian novel, one of two things had to happen. The protagonist had to either die at the end 
the the gay protagonist had mm. to die but if they did not die they had to come to see the light and essentially um revert back to their heterosexual ways um wow. this was like a requirement uh for queer pulp fiction at the time oh my god a character could not live to the end and be happily queer they had to die <laughs> or they had to be heterosexual and realize they had been led astray by a satanic evil queer force in their life there is actually oh, a very famous yeah there's actually a very very famous um pulp fiction work from the time um which was i think it was called satan is a lesbian <laughs> class but it i love ariana grande <laughs> basically that was the plot <laughs> that was it that was the plot um and that wow. kind of summarizes the whole the whole vibe Oh my gosh. I, I never knew that, that. That's crazy. I thought that the I was like, where's the PDF? Was like, Get me it. <laughs> I I just thought it was like just because that happened so much in like queer media. Mm. I didn't know that it actually came from like that it had to happen. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. So in the beginning, yeah, it was a thing that had to happen. However, because of this little, you could call it the get out of jail free card, mm. this little clause at the end. It meant that the books could be as raunchy as they wanted. Wow, <laughs> so there okay. was a lot of sex, a lot of drug use, a lot of basically anything and everything under the sun going on. But as long as they had that little ending motif, they were fine. Because basically readers, especially this is all quite American centric, I would say. Yeah. As long as a reader went into it and came out with a negative opinion on the LGBT community, it's fine. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is that's just so crazy. fascinating. It's, yeah, it's crazy so that, that it's like, yeah, totally. But it's mad that it's like, that's still such a common like trope that like the lesbian fucking dies in the end and like film, TV, blah, yep. blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. that that came from that and it's still... Oh my god, that's so yeah. Crazy. Like we're wow. still feeling the like repercussions, which feels very time travelly in its own way, doesn't it? It mm-hmm, feels very butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's thank you for that finding knowledge yeah. as well, Rachel. Yeah. Like you clearly yeah. listened in your English lectures, unlike me. I feel like you probably just oh, knew that, that was not something that, yeah. I learned. <laughs> that was no, something I went like out of my research, own yeah. little volition to find out. Well, yeah, it's, it's, so it's cool. very interesting like, when you know actually, that like, that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh and then yeah that puts max death into like interesting context as yeah because well. mm-hmm. not only is mac dying from an incurable disease in mm-hmm. the 80s as a queer character she is also a queer female character yeah that has this entire journey of self-discovery only to die and yeah. i feel like one of the really important things that we have also not touched on is the fact that at the end of the series these characters have all of their memories wiped yeah so they have no idea about the journey that they went on together they have no idea about time travel no idea about what they discovered about themselves especially yeah and when it comes to kj and max they're max what when it comes to kj and mac 
there is a scene that really broke my heart and you saw it like so clearly within the illustrations it's where Mac holds on to KJ's hand and says everything whenever they're being told that they have to lose all of their memories Mm. and it was a really touching moment to me because obviously Mac started off as this vicious little homophobic character but by the end she's the one holding on to KJ saying I I don't want to forget her I don't want to forget everything we've been through and knowing that she dies Mm. and like it like literally within like two years of that and is going back to like her kind of like homophobic ways of not understanding her towards KJ and every and not knowing everything they've been through and then that moment hurt yeah because then it's it's also like you know she could like never really explore those feelings or never really discover that before she dies then like it kind of which is really sad but yeah I guess like it kind of at the end leaves it up for like do will they remember these things or will they still stay friends or whatever because there's kind of like little bits that slip into their dreams whenever they're like waking up back in their back in that time or whatever that they're all kind of like having little dreams of about this stuff and they wake up and they forget the dreams but she like when they ran into those boils or whatever mac has like a moment where she's like hey fart head yeah whereas like originally she called him the f word so yeah maybe maybe the dreams are working a little bit who knows but yeah it's really sad that like yeah, that's so interesting that you said that now because it kind of yeah does put it Have in I a, just a different like light. Both of your minds now. Yeah, like, you, like in a, in a really <laughs> good way. Yes, like I expanded our minds. Thinking about that at all, and it's really yeah, sort of opened it for me. Mm. Um, so thank you for that. I've just opened. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. Um, sorry. So I like took photos of like screenshots of all the sort of like nice little queer moments. And one thing that I wanted to briefly mention was that I really liked the like image of like uh, KJ and Mac like dancing uh, in like a dream sequence at like yeah. KJ's bar yeah. mitzvah. Yeah. Um, but is that like yeah her hmm, bat mitzvah? Is that like a certain section? Is that a, the lesbian flag colors? Or am I wrong on that? Uh, oh, is it? purple and orange and like lighter orange is that if that feels like a certain flag but i don't know which one it is let me google isn't it pink purple and orange is lesbian flag let's find out it feels like yeah it's definitely in the same tones isn't it sorry you guys can't see i don't know what i'm googling it also everybody who's listening go google it (laughs) yeah so that's i'll put it on the insta as well but i thought that oh yeah, yeah yeah in terms of the artwork they just sort of like yes, really having the same it. kind of tones oh that's really cute yeah um nice also like a sign. quick thank you very much um as a quick side note as well firstly loved when kj went into like badass mode because she was like i'm a lesbian nut <laughs> kj <laughs> um, and her hockey stick she said iconic. i'm doing this for all guys <laughs> she kind of was like okay well i know that i have to be like a lesbian so i guess i'll just like <laughs> nothing matters and i'll be a badass chick as well <laughs> Um, also, and then also, I love the fact that they are when you think about obviously they are 12 years old but they're both quite butch as well when you think mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. they're both very no-nonsense tomboys neither of them are what you would really consider girly yeah. but mm-hmm. 
I like that for them because normally whenever you see like um, lesbian characters and things, there seems to be this like belief one has to be butch and one has to be really effeminate. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was quite nice to see that both of them were just two little tomboys running about living their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Um, I also, sorry, I'm now just looking at some of the images. I really enjoyed Aaron's reaction to like finding out that KJ liked girls, which is just this little like image of her <laughs> being like, cool. As, but like, she seems like sweat, genuinely the like, dripping off her. I think she's kind of amused by it, but maybe that was just from yeah. my like. I think, but oh yeah, gosh. I think it's also like, because she, you know, at the start was kind of being like, t- when Mac used homophobic slurs and blah, blah, she's kind of like, um, actually, you shouldn't say that word anymore. And um, mm-hmm. something about AIDS, blah, 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 like she defending gay people. Queen shit. She's an ally. Yeah. Erin, um, absolute and, icon. Yeah. And then later, whenever Mac's like, oh, I think KJ's a lesbian or whatever, she's like, well, if she is, that's totally fine. But then it's like when it's the reality of, of KJ being like, yeah, I'm gay, whatever. It's like, oh, an actual gay person talking like, to me. Oh. Um, cool. I'm totally cool with that. I'm totally liberal. Because obviously she is still like a like, kid from oh my the God. 80s. I've got so a real life like, lesbian. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> Quick, get I a pokeball. <laughs> um, also, we haven't discussed the most important queer characters in the entire franchise, which is the two random guys who were hanging up in the library. Oh my God. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was iconic. Never forget. <laughs> Basically, I love, um, I love pink hair you, gay and shirtless gay. <laughs> for those of you who uh, are just like listening, because obviously this is a little visual aid, there is a random panel um, within the series that just as like one of the characters is in a library, just off to the side are just these two guys up against like a stack books. of books. Yeah. Going for yeah. it, and I'll power to them in the future. Um, Fuck yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was funny, and um, I wanted to raise attention to the representation. Yeah, love that for them. Um, uh, yeah, Simon, I'm just thinking of your wee list that you had, and did you mm-hmm. have the fucking? I don't know why I swore. Sorry. Um, the time traveler late. No, they're all time travelers. The the one that invented time travel persons. I saw so that written I on your list. But I so I think I maybe just got confused where I okay. kind of like read something that I thought implied that her and the mummy in the not the mummy isn't like the person wrapped in toilet paper the like mum in the prehistoric era yeah is it like, war, war or something yeah had some sort of like affection for each other uh, but then I kind of re- then I she... kind of remembered that she was a child and maybe that that yes. wasn't the thing. <laughs> yeah, big time. She so, is the same you know age I mean? as the Ronstein, girls. She pretends Ronstein to be her mom. Raising them um, kind of like as her children. and like yeah. uh, Cool. That yeah. makes way more sense. <laughs> I was just, I think maybe I just confused that for a minute and then was like, oh, look, and there's like other queer women outside our two protagonists, but no, two, only More two queer? queer women per book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you know, do you know, actually, though, uh, Heck, near the start when he, he says, not, yeah, Heck says something about his moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Love my that. God. He's got two moms. Gay, gay is contagious. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's genetic. Facts. 
Yeah. This is this I, is the goal. The end I goal. kind of want like a prequel about <laughs> Heck and Naldo, but that's just because yeah. like, I just want to like know more about Heck because I thought he's like kind of cute. Cool. Yeah, you know <laughs> so what I mean? Like, I was like, I was like, I know he's an illustration, but he's kind of cute. We'd love that. <laughs> I think, I, uh, they can't all be ginger, Simon. Get over it. Was he- no, was <laughs> Heck ginger or was he like I... redheaded? Maybe, actually. Is he not kind of just... Actually, Is that not the same thing? Standing yeah. in the corner. <laughs> I, okay, I don't the, remember. I'm on the Paper Girls wiki, folks. Although, Heck so- was ginger. <laughs> Guys, Heck was ginger. Oh, okay. Does it, well, he can go in the Hall of Fame too. He was nice. He was nice. Yeah. Said. Oh, yeah. Heck can go in. Defo. See, the way you said, what was the other guy called? Naldo. Naldo. Yeah. Did you say that they were boyfriends with each other? I didn't yeah. realize that. I thought that it he was just, Naldo was just his pal. And Jude is Heck's ex-boyfriend that died. Um. No, I'm oh. pretty sure it was Heck and Naldo that were dating. It says but, here Hex but, has mentioned he hates the editrix for killing his boyfriend. Yeah. And to be fair, and then the she girl does say stri- at the start. Did, and she's like, oh, fuck, well, you die, sorry. And he talks about his I boyfriend pick, and all. And I did pick up that Heck and Naldo were dating, but now that you said no. that, that kind of makes... Because I was like... Hashtag oh. Polly? Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, this is well, so maybe, cute, yeah. this rant this random like three gay friends but like two of them are a relationship and the other one just like hangs with them as well. <laughs> or maybe like Jude died a while ago and maybe now he's with Naldo but he's still oh kind of like the, re- oh, my the poor, rebound my yeah the rebound. but I when I was reading it I, I just thought Naldo was some pal I didn't pick up that they were dating but maybe I missed that part but I definitely the whole time thought that he had said that he had a a boyfriend that was killed and then because they were like oh why can't you change time to bring him back and he's like no i can't do that because blah 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 you can't change Let's that look up whatever Jude paper girls on the wiki and hey, see if Jude. um da, 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 da. Hmm. No, it says the death of his friends, Heck and Naldo. But also, I mean, you know what? This this can be something, Kiva, you have the books currently in your house. Like, yeah. This is something we could find <laughs> out pretty soon. Um, either way, we stand which, which, whichever relationship out of those we three. We stand all is, three of them. Like, yeah, have a good time together, guys. Totally. You want. I also, I like. She doesn't really relate to the queerness of the book, but I just wanted to say that, like, I was a big Tiffany stan. Yeah, me too. I really enjoyed oh, Tiffany. Bro, literally, future I, Tiffany. Funny. She said golf queen, and I was like, amazing, stunning. Never seen anything better literally see yeah. them like yeah. if i was I, I wouldn't rank the girls but if i was tiffany would be my favorite <laughs> um yeah was big a big fan. um so okay um the other thing i have i guess written that we kind of already have touched on it a bit is just that obviously this is like a story about female friendship and female um yeah just i guess yeah empowerment and just it's a very feminine story told by men and yeah. usually that would be something that i think people would take issue with but i think it's done really well but also yeah. i'm a man and you guys both identify i assume in some way in the feminine sphere sorry to assume if anyone doesn't um so like how did that. you guys in the feminine sphere yeah. feminine sphere out of it <laughs> no I, um, I i i really thought that it, that it was done really well i and you know what i think it is it's because there weren't too many men 
involved honestly yeah it, it, in the actual story and like there wasn't they weren't really interested in boys and boys were being annoying apart from like the two nice boys that saved them that time heck and aldo and, and they were gay that, yeah they were gay so it was fine <laughs> Which is the most important bit allies to women you know mm, actually yeah. that's not true a lot of the time anyway they were uh, <laughs> but yeah so yeah no i i i i didn't take issue with the fact that it was done by men because it was done so well but it, it surprised me is all i'll yeah, say it surprised me oh, cl- open it, closing that first book and seeing the fo- the picture of the four guys on the back yeah. cover i was like i was like Whoa. wow this is not what i was expecting yeah i think i i really enjoyed that aspect of it because i especially find this because obviously as we said i recently uh worked in a bookstore um you will find this thing where people a lot of the time will come in if they're looking for a book for a teenage boy they more often than not will not want anything with a female protagonist and they will want something written by a male because they think that that is inherently something that would interest uh, a young boy more And I feel like it brings up a very interesting gender debate and kind of begs the question of what is it about a protagonist's gender that makes the book so inherently good for one person to read, but not for another. Mm -hmm. And just in general, to me at least, um, I think it really showcased the fact that Paper Girls isn't really it's not anything to do with gender like they are girls and it is a thing at the very beginning that oh like we're paper girls like we're not the paper delivery boys Mm -hmm. like we're doing this because we want to it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter we don't have to be boys we can do it as girls yeah but that's really one of the only moments where gender is important because the whole thing about the entire story is it's a space and time war yeah yeah gender is not a thing it doesn't matter it's not part of the grand scheme of things and i think i think that's something really kind of important about it i would recommend this to any kind of reader honestly it's one of the kind of comics and books and just general pieces of media that i don't think is gender specific though it can appear as if it is yeah. You get yeah. Me. Sorry, that was yeah, a bit of a totally. No, no, no I totally, no, no, totally, totally, totally get you. Totally. <laughs> um, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, no, completely, yeah. Cause it cause like, yeah, totally. Fuck. Stop. Totally. <laughs> um play the totally spies music. <laughs> literally. <laughs> uh, a lot of guys, a lot of young guys probably would, and then whether it's like their parents kind of enforcing this or whatever, or just like society, blah blah blah. Would would be more inclined to go for, to to look up to male male protagonists like uh in in TV, film, books, comics, whatever, but like there's nothing in these comics that the girl girls are doing that like I think would be different if it was boys. If you get me, like their their gender doesn't ever kind of, it's never like something that holds them back or like is is an issue or anything like obviously it shouldn't be anyway but do you know what I mean the only time yeah the only time their like gender or should I say really their sex like comes Mm -hmm. into it is the fact that KJ has her period at one point 
yeah but that's it but she yeah. fucking that carries on baby. like it literally she's just like it's just and that baby. shouldn't deter like a male audience especially a young male audience into getting into it i yeah. think this series would be really fun for like young male readers yeah. and yeah. female readers and totally one, honestly it's really not gender specific no Anyone who's reading Doctor Who should be reading this. I also lied. I realized yeah. at the start of the thing because I used to read the Doctor Who Adventure magazine every uh-huh. week, and it did oh, have a little. Goodness. It had a little comic strip in it. It wasn't like, a, like I was buying a comic strip because it was like a Doctor Who fan magazine. But yeah, that was um, my little half truth <laughs> at the start. Um, see, the only thing I would ask: Do you think there is any form of like question about gender when they go back to the like? prehistoric era and it is three men chasing down a woman um like in that whole like sort of they're trying to take the baby thing do you think there's like any discussion of gender in that or is that more just like in what way do you mean like as in for for a boy reading that it wouldn't make them uncomfortable oh no 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 sorry no not that at all i just meant like it obviously like we were sort of saying like it wouldn't really matter like gender wise like what gender these protagonists really were because it's more mm. just about like so many more themes beyond that and like I just wondered like is there like any gender commentary I guess on like the yeah. fact that there's like these three older men hunting down a younger woman and like there's some allegories that weirdly still felt like they could be present today but obviously this is prehistoric time yeah but maybe that's yeah, kind I of a deep breed no, I um, get what you mean. Because there definitely are, like, obviously, like, them being, like, seeing the Hillary Clinton poster, blah, whatever, and being like, oh, my God, there's a female president. Like, oh, there could have been, like, loads by now, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and yeah, then going back and, and realizing that this girl that's, like, their age as well has a baby and then that the, these three men kind of, you know, um, had... Are hunting her down to yeah. sacrifice her. And well, but yeah. but also that they obviously had like, you know, yeah, assaulted her, blah blah blah, and they're kind of like, oh fucking, like they get it kind of thing. Yeah. So like obviously there is, and even like at the start, like the the young teenage boys or whatever that are being all kind of pervy towards them, and like the other is there mm-hmm. are elements of it where they're like obviously their gendered kind of does come into play because there's like you know certain things that wouldn't be happening to them if they were boys like Mm -hmm. but i agree with your overall point which is that that shouldn't deter a male audience from engaging with this in any way because if anything that's some that's this is a way to like teach young men about those things as well that otherwise they just never learn about yeah Um, yeah absolutely which creates the society we live in (laughs) i feel like it'd be nice for like a young male audience to like see like badass female characters because mm-hmm. i know um obviously with everything i talk about i am coming from like a very like bookish heavy like background but growing up i loved adventure like everything i read it, it was more kind of fantasy based instead of sci-fi but science fantasy basically same thing well no it's not but you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> um everything i read had male protagonists yeah. because it was the genre i was interested in and Paper Girls kind of perfectly fits into this genre whilst defying the norms of needing to have mm. a male protagonist. Because instead of having one male protagonist, they have four female ones that are all really interesting and well-rounded in their yeah. own rights. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> <It's bad>. um, 
I um so that's kind of like the end of like my points. I did have one other fun thing to say, but Kiva, can you remember what you were gonna say? No, I, I had a point and it's like slipping through my fingers all the time. Um that was bad on my part. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no, Simon, it was beautiful. Um, I'm still gonna I'm still aiming for that record deal. All record deal listeners hit me up. Um the one thing I wanted to say, um, as like a fun tip bit. Um, is that this is maybe not the last we're going to see a Paper Girls. Because yes. I'm Am- so excited. Amazon um, picked up Paper Girls and I think 2019, but possibly 2020 to make a series. Of Paper oh my Girls. God. Um, yeah. And if you go Ooh. to YouTube, there is this random woman. I believe she's a woman um, going around her neighborhood being like, they're filming Paper Girls in my neighborhood and like showing off like some of the set, which feels like she should have signed an NDA, but still. Um, so that, it's like being made at the minute, which is pretty cool. Oh my God, that's class. Oh, I look forward to Pass that. list is up and everything for <gasps> oh it. Oh my God, who I are they? Or is it anyone that we would know? Uh, are they actually like 12 year olds? So they're probably kind of they're new. all like young girls from what I saw. Yeah. Um, so four, three of them didn't have Wikipedia pages and one of them did. Um, okay. So the like one who brand. did is called Sophia Rosinski. Um, and I think she's okay. playing Mac, but I'm not 100% sure about that. And she was in a Disney Channel miniseries called Fast Lane. <laughs> okay. But like, let me see. It'll say her, she's 15. So like they have got. Yeah, they'll probably be uh, not actually 12 because. They need to say bad words and things. <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. Like, that's still cool that they've got people who are yeah. relatively young. Yeah. yeah and yeah, also yeah. bearing in mind, um, it is probably, if not still filming, possibly in post-production now. So it has been filming for at least a year or so. The news of Paper Girls uh, becoming a series broke right before, I believe, the news of Heartstopper becoming a series. So oh, okay. we are getting a bunch of young queer media coming out. Oh, so gosh. That's like very so cool. exciting. Very exciting for everyone involved, especially. Um, I know this is a bit of breakaway. This is a comment on Heartstopper instead, but um, Heartstopper is due to kind of be coming out relatively, like not soon, but. Um, it will be coming out and all of the actors cast have been age appropriate and have been appropriate gender wise. There is a character in Heartstopper who is called Ellie and she is a trans female. And from what I have seen, they refused to cast anyone that wasn't trans for her. Amazing. Amazing. As they should. so Uh, good. I feel like, uh, the H episode is looking pretty good Ooh. for next season. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Because um, especially if the series is like, because we could do both. But anyway, that's for the future. Um, on to the, uh, that's for the time travel future, Simon, who's going to show up right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> one, one last little fun thing I wanted to say before we got our closing thoughts on the series um, is I thought it'd be kind of cute to be like, which paper girl would you be? <laughs> Oh yeah, I feel like that's fun. There is like a quiz, but I feel like the quiz might take a bit long. So I feel like it would just be cuter to be like, who do you think you would be? Or else we can assign each other, I guess. It's up to you guys. I feel like Simon gives me Tiffany vibes. That makes Mm -hmm. me very happy. Simon gives me Tiffany or Aaron vibes specifically. (laughs) Oh. 
the non-queer ones I like it <laughs> <laughs> the non-furts the I I kind of liked the idea like so I think I would compare myself to Tiffany specifically because of how upset she gets that her walkie-talkies are stolen because that's something yep. that like I was such a child who cried all the time um and oh. I felt like that reaction like I genuinely felt really sad when her walkie-talkies were stolen which is such oh. a dumb thing <laughs> I I am kind of I feel like I would probably be Erin not not being like main character syndrome but because she's a bit shy and like quiet and but like smart as well I totally get Erin vibes from you as well I see that yeah do you have anyone you would identify as Rachel because I kind of see a bit Tiffany as well but maybe that's just because I think you're mini me you know (laughs) <laughs> we said same person different font same person different font <laughs> maybe you're like young tiffany and i'm like emo tiffany <laughs> oh my god i kind of love that comparison love that. <laughs> that's kind of sick <laughs> love that i don't know honestly i feel um see when i was reading it i loved max max why do i keep saying max you can really tell that i said tired um i really loved max <laughs> Mm-hmm. when I was reading it but I am not a Mac person because I am as my friends say sunshine incarnate and Mac would fight anyone mm-hmm. whereas I would be like only love please yeah, um, yeah big mood. I don't know I vibed so hard with KJ and her hockey stick I was, that was just say <laughs> I can see a little KJ in you I think although she's maybe like slightly like too tall for me no, I was gonna say like not as sunshiny, maybe because sometimes she's a little bit standoffish and Aww. stuff. Maybe towards the start, like with Erin and stuff. But mm. there's something there. Like, so what we're saying is we need to find our Mac, and then we've got we've our got our girls. We've got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got the Belfast cast of it. Yeah, um, love it. Thrill. Um, yeah. So final thoughts what we do on gay to Zeb podcast here folks is we like to grade everything that we interact with um so what grade are we gonna give paper girls god i hate the grading it's always so hard (laughs) Um, everybody said thoughts for thoughts yeah if anybody has any thoughts please go i think i would probably give it an A minus, and the only reason it's getting the minus. So basically, the thing I'm obsessed with about it is how visually stunning it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot oh, is a lot, and that's the only reason it gets the minus because it's like a lot all at once. But it's only because I read thirty comics at once as opposed to like interacting yeah. with it one at a time. Mm-hmm. I think the characters are really well paced. I think the storyline overall is like really, really good, um, and I just love how like badass these four chicks are and i think the closing panel is so pretty as well of them like riding off into the sunset on their bikes yeah beautiful 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 mm. I... it is a very visually stunning series yeah you have, yeah. To, have to have that out there yeah you guys just need to honestly read it yourselves <laughs> and like see it for yourselves because yeah it's like obviously we can only do so much describing um i I feel like I'm going to give it an A, just a, an in the middle plane A, because I just am like, I, I feel like I can't give things an A plus because it's like, 
that's like perfection and that's for the creme de la creme yeah I don't know but yeah I'm gonna stick with A because I didn't really have like like it was hitting all the boxes for me do you know what I mean totally yeah that's what I'm going for I would also say an A whenever I read the series I believe if I look back in my itty bitty brain (laughs) under my goodreads ratings um I think I gave all but one of them five stars and that four star was so close to a five (laughs) and I just love it evidently um I'm essentially like two more people away from like starting a paper girls cult at this point in Belfast I I am getting everyone to read it everyone and their significant other apparently because it's never just like a solid person. I get them to then sink their claws into everyone around them. Kiva's my I significant just... other. Yes. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> She's the podcast partner. Yeah. Y'all are married. We are podcast husbands. Yeah. But no, I just... A. A, A, A. Great. Love it. Beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. series. Big agree. Um, even though I gave it a minus, but big agree. <laughs> um, class, hey, um, just we thought... Just a bit of flavour. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can't we can't all be like perfection all the time. Um I guess with that we close the we close the cover on our um comic series. Um and we'll see Rachel and H. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> No, that was that was very, very cute. Um Rachel, thank Don't you very know. much as well um for yeah, thank joining you so us. Much for coming. You guys know where I am. Educating us as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean absolutely. you're an absolute superstar. Did you have a fun time? Oh, I had a very funky fresh time. I've been wanting to get into like a serious, big, long combo about Paper Girls ever since I read it, like genuinely six months ago. So this has been a great time for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, but well, we're glad to be of service. And I'm sure everyone who's listening will also very much appreciate it as well. So thank you very much. Um, now, we have <laughs> some very small podcast business to attend to, and then we'll let you all get on with the rest of your days. What would that be now, Simon? Well, we have another letter to do next week, don't we? Yes. And what would that letter be, Simon? That letter would be, oh my God, what comes after P? A backwards P. Q. <laughs> backwards P! <laughs> <laughs> and I believe for Q, is this confirmed? Did we? Well, did, no, we, we didn't confirm it, but we can confirm it. Unless you have, I like the idea of what we're going to do I for think, Q. Yeah, I think it's solid. So for Q, Keeves and I are doing, I guess, like something a bit like different. Slightly for Q, different, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we are doing a um a comparative essay. In this essay, yeah. compare two texts. Um, so Ooh. for Q, we are going to watch the um makeover reality show, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to watch an episode of Queer Eye, which is currently on Netflix, Queer Eye 2017 or 18, I think it's when it, when it was first released. And then we're also going to watch an episode of Queer Eye 2004, which I believe is the original Queer Eye. Let me just, yeah. those dates were like picked out of my arse. I have no idea if they're the right <laughs> I always dates. thought the original Queer Eye for the straight guy, I thought it was made in the 90s. But then you said cool. 2004. But it's I can because, see it as a 2004 thing as well. I can still see that. It's such a show that feels like it's from it's from 2003. Sorry, for, oh, it was released 2004, but it says 2003 series. 
Okay. Historians are still arguing over when it happened. Um, yeah. But fun we're fact. Do a little comparison. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. I was, was going to say fun fact. There might be a recurring um, character in yeah. Queer Eye 2004 you've seen previously on this Perhaps podcast. Perhaps a friend of the pod. Perhaps also an <gasps> enemy of the pod may be appearing. I'm the live studio audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Can you stay, please? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, join us so next week for that. Yeah, it'll be experimental, but yeah. I'm quite excited um, by the concept of it. Um, and apart from that, like, I don't think there's any other business apart from to ask um, Rachel. Do you have any like anything you want to plug? But also, like, what are your social medias if you want people to follow you on the social medias? Ooh, I get to plug things. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on the pod. This has thank been you. such a fun little time. I love the pod, uh, but Aww. I feel like that, that's been gathered from me, like s- slipping in my little my little facts that I know. Your little references. Yeah, we love it. I, I really am, enjoyed I'm it. I'm a friend of the pod. I'm claiming You're myself. a definite friend of the pod. Don't you worry. Certified. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, but I, I am now very excited uh, to bear witness to this Queer Eye episode when it comes out with my own little ears. Very exciting. And, ooh, as for plugging things, well, obviously when we uh, opened up this episode, we said that you can find me on Instagram and YouTube because I am a lame little booktuber uh, under Amortentia Reads. If you want to come chat about any bookish content, I do talk about queer bookish stuff. However, I like to post about all sorts of bookish things, uh, which also includes me sometimes reading things that hurt my brain or are (laughs) very much not of my normal reading taste and reacting to them because I think that's fun. And if you like candles and if you live in the UK or Ireland and you're looking for a fun, funky, fresh little candle, you can find me on Instagram under Kindred and Kindling. Yes, I have multiple Instagrams. Do I do a I lot of things in it. my life? Yes, it's because I have no life outside of my random side hobbies. And I need to do <laughs> something while I listen to audiobooks. So <laughs> that's all from me, kids. <laughs> Great plug. Um, Kiva, what's your socials? I am at Kivescape. E-E-V-E-Z on Twitter and Keeves under... No, fuck. I always do that wrong. Keeves underscore on Twitter and Keeves, just Keeves on Instagram. Nice. Um, and if you want to follow my play socials, we're at Ooh. Freshers Play on Instagram and TikTok. Get your tickets. They sell out very quick. because They'll probably be sold out by the time that this episode Yeah, true. By the time this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Someone's confident? JK. <laughs> <laughs> um nice um i am given the ginger on all forms of social media um i don't have anything really to plug but if you want to follow get my my podcast get is it yes um you can follow us at gay to z pod on twitter and instagram right are we on both twitter ones? and instagram yeah yeah um or you can give us a wee email but um I don't know if we should say the email address because nah. sometimes we get weird emails after yeah, we mention it on not... the air. <laughs> don't bother. Yeah. Amazing. That's it. All that's left to say is. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friends. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Goodbye by the Spice Girls. Am I right, guys? Yes. Bye-bye, baby. Goodbye. Oh my gosh. Look at us in the references. Yeah. Do you think that's enough? Like, that we can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fade it out.